You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Oh, terrible. There's no need for any kind of that stuff at all. No room in this, in this country for that kind of behavior. Boy, John, that just makes you sick, doesn't it? 14 seconds left. The crowd reacting. And, and these officials really need to get off the field. And you know what? The fans got to stop throwing crap. We just saw a guy get hit in the head and he's down, split his head wide open. The fans have got to control themselves. People are getting hurt. Live from the world-famous Laugh Factory on the Sunset Strip, this is the Fanatics Podcast with your host, Sean Joshi. Uh, faith for me is, uh, is believing in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and, and he is the only one I've ever met that can handle my junk. If you know somebody... Aaron Weaver, if any religious figure could handle your junk, who would it be? Oh, my God. I think I'm going to have to go with Moses. You go Moses? I go Moses. Junk. You go Moses? Yeah. You go old school. Why else would he part the sea? Ah. Put my dick there. <laughs> <laughs> that is Hugh Freeze, the former Ole Miss head coach who has resigned over a pattern of personal misconduct inconsistent with the standards uh, Old Miss expected from the leader of his football team, a.k.a. he made at least 12 calls to escort services on his university phone. So wow. I'm guessing more people than Jesus have handled his junk. Wow. Do you know where he has a job now, Aaron Weaver? Uh, mm, Vegas? You would never guess. It is the super... Jamba Juice. The super Christian, according to thecomeback.com, the super Christian uh, Jerry Falwell founded Liberty University. Does that surprise you at all? Ah, uh, no, man. Is yeah. do they have degrees in escortism? <laughs> maybe, that, maybe. Uh, yeah, I love those guys, like those televangelist guys. You know? Yeah, they're always like, uh, first step uh, to accepting Jesus and the kingdom. You must accept Jesus in your heart in the kingdom of heaven. The second step is. Uh, Involves PayPal, the Cash App, or Venmo. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's sandwiched right there immediately. They are. Yeah. They are. It's always like the most religious dudes you got to like look out for for stuff. So, for instance, <sighs> Jerry Fowell is one of the guys who beats the drums against like, you know, LGBT rights and stuff. Right. Do you want to guess what Jerry Fowell is in the headlines for? It's got to be for sucking a dick. <laughs> There's no other thing. Yeah, let's just look at the first uh, two or three headlines. Jerry Fowell Jr. and the pool boy. Wow. <laughs> like a little kid? Pool boy. Jerry Fowell Jr. befriended a 21-year-old okay. pool boy named Giancarlo. Mm. Jerry Fowell pool boy tweet. Isn't that interesting how that always works out that way? Always. Yeah. Tommy, how's your junk going? Is anybody handling your junk these days? Not as many as I'd like to. Yes, Tommy. And how's your how's your holiday? It's the holiday times. Merry Christmas, everybody, uh, to the fanatics listenership out there. Well, it's always good to go back to the south and see the family. Exactly. Do you mm. know what you can get for your family this Christmas, Aaron Weaver? Uh well, not what you're gonna say, but well, I how do you know? <laughs> There's what I'm a lot of different say? things. You could get Aaron Weaver's new comedy album, which is dropping oh. later this month, Friday. Do you see how this I do week? That? Yeah, it do you was see how very I do that? good. Do you see how I do that? I'm such a professional. That was very good. Give you surprised me. You fresh, shocked off, me. fresh off the pool boy to plugging to plugging shit. You know what I mean? From pools to plugs. Yeah. Well, there's probably some plugging in that pool boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Jerry? <laughs> you know oh, what I'm shit. saying? Uh -oh. We have missed our great friend Aaron Weaver. I didn't What's know what up, y'all? What have you been up to, Aaron Weaver? Tell us everything. Oh on. man, I uh, I fell in love. You fell in love? I fucked around and fell in love. With dude. a woman? With a female. You pool are girl. so gay. With a pool girl. <laughs> yeah, you don't like falling in love, huh? Falling in love? No, falling in love's cool. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with falling in love. Okay. Especially this time of year. You know, I love one of my favorite movies yeah. is It's a Wonderful Life. Now, how could I not watch oh. It's a Wonderful Life without believing in the concept of love? And the movie Interstellar, I love the Oh, ending. Interstellar. Yes. That's my favorite. I think love can exist. Oh as a scientific concept oh. uh, for which a lot of people ridiculed 
Interstellar because the ending, love binds us all. But, you know, how much of a cynic do you have to be? Can you not believe in love in the universe? Man. It's a goddamn movie. It's yeah. not. Let them go for it. Let them go He's for it. He's just saying what everyone's trying to say exactly. in all the other movies. Exactly. Oh, love matters and love is important. Like love all the religions. and love is important. Yeah, the fuck. It, it's everywhere, man. The pool boy, the fucking the, the <laughs> yeah. preacher man. Like, they, exactly. love has no boundaries. Jerry Falwell should love a pool boy. He should just do it openly without hatred he of other should. People. He should be allowed to do that. Yeah, speaking of... Uh, and lead the church. <laughs> and lead the church. He should be doing both. And hire Hugh Freeze. Could you imagine how much dick he would get if he, <laughs> he was out in the so open? He much dick. If he was out in the open leading a church, that dick he would game, get dude. dicks in line just in his He'd get butt. all just... the dicks that he would want. <laughs> oh, my God. Jerry wouldn't be walking. Jerry would be swimming in those dicks, Jerry would man. have to preach sitting down. Exactly. He's a preacher, right? He's a preacher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. He is a preacher and now a very like he's like very influential in the administration and everything. But it, it still, you despite this Yeah, I will to his credit, you know, like like when the whole you know how they're like uh, kidnapping like Mexican babies and Guatemalan babies and everything? To his credit, he was like, Yo, this is wrong. <laughs> you oh, know what when I mean? Trump was doing that? Which is the closest I've ever heard like an evangelical figure coming to criticize Wait, who was who's Jerry Falwell Jr. said that. So no. I will give him a small. Okay. I will give him a small. You're talking about though. Trump, yeah, stealing yeah. the babies. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I didn't know if there was like another babies. <laughs> another like reverse Santa Claus. Just I'm not giving you presents. I'm but taking your babies. babies. How was your Thanksgiving this 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 time around, Tommy? Was it a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was good. And you're going home for Christmas. Uh, I am going home for Christmas. Now where are you where are you from now? <laughs> North Carolina. North Carolina. That's fantastic. We actually have footage of Tommy. <laughs> Oh my God. Recorded live at his Thanksgiving oh, wow. dinner. Here, here's Tommy at his Thanksgiving table. We built the modern world. We built the modern world. Europeans. Europeans. Built the modern world. We invented science. Very political Thanksgiving, Tommy. We invented science and industry, and you want to tell us to stop because not a lot of young people at your Thanksgiving. We invented the modern world. I feel you. You're so dumb. We invented the modern world. You fucking degenerate. We saved billions of people from starvation. We built modern civilization. White people are the best thing that ever happened to the world. They are so amazing. I love myself and I love white people. Tommy, what are you doing? Yeah, white men. We're white men. We did everything. I don't hate other people. I just love my white men. He doesn't hate other people. All right. Well, Tommy doesn't hate other people. He just loves white men. No, I uh, that uh, I don't know if that was me, but they did go to my high school. Tommy, that wasn't you. It looked just like you. I could. I haven't seen the video. That was not Tommy. It was a Columbia <laughs> University student. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this past weekend, you know what I mean. That's so funny. But we do actually have Tommy is very progressive. I don't mean I don't mean to get you in trouble, future Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Future Tommy is uh, I don't want to get future Tommy in trouble. <laughs> I worked so hard for fifteen years and that's the thing that <laughs> takes me down. <laughs> but we do actually have Tommy's aunt. You know, because oh. Tommy's out here now. She's hot. He's living. She is pretty good looking. I've never seen you know, her. Tommy's living a very progressive life out here. He's very progressive. He's very progressive. Tommy's so progressive. Tommy is so look. How Tommy tight his will jeans fucking are. animal. To- that's Tommy will fucking animal. That's how progressive he is. He doesn't shame any group. You know what I mean? No groups. Not even the motherfuckers. All positivity over here. Because how can we shame people for fucking their own? He doesn't even we like groups. Shame them. You don't even like groups. Right, We're Tommy? just one group, mm-hmm. right? So Tommy's there okay. at his Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? And he's defending you know what else his he, okay. new progressive lifestyle. Yes, okay. Right? Yeah. Right? Of course, and like yeah. you do when he's you go back home. He's his family North how Carolina. he's going to go to these fantastic Christmas parties that he has. And this is what his aunt, Tommy's aunt, <laughs> said about the people What's her who name? would be attending his Christmas party. I don't even uh, know. Blow, yeah, what's Brenda. Brenda. It's Brenda. <laughs> Brenda. Aunt Brenda. Brenda. Aunt Brenda. That, that's Talking right. about the parties that you are going to attend, the Christmas parties, with your people that you love. <laughs> okay. Here's who Aunt Brenda thinks will be at wow, Tommy's Brenda, parties. Um, I mean, you have the Muslims and the Jews <laughs> and the various exotic sexual groups and the, the black church ladies with, with um, you know, the college queers. The only... Th- 
Now that sounds like a fun <laughs> wow. party to me. That Tommy. sounds great. Does that sound like a great party? I go to some very diverse get-togethers. Tommy never invites me to his parties. You know, me neither. He's like, never invited me. You're a white man, Aaron. I don't yeah, think you would fit in. I'm but a white man. Look at that nose. It's pretty Jewish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's only room for one of us <laughs> at the party. Wow. That is true, Tommy. I don't know. I reject your aunt's ethnocentrism. That is, of course, Ann Coulter <laughs> lately. I don't know. I don't get that. I think people have a view of like the Middle East that it's just been like a regressive sand bucket since its inception of history. And that's really not true, is it, Aaron Weaver? Oh, uh, no, I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, it's not. There's a lot of great culture from there. Rumi? I Rumi, love Rumi. Rumi. He's like up there with Einstein to me, man. No, but you know, like Baghdad and, you know, Cairo were considered uh, the cultural centers of the world for right. far longer than even America or Europe has existed. You know, and I think a lot I of think, people forget that. I think if we're going to do this, I should play devil, not devil's advocate. I, sh- I should be the ignorant white dude. I'm not, but I'll play you that play. role. <laughs> and you said it straight. Yeah, so you'll be Aaron Beaver. I'll be Aaron Beaver. <laughs> you'll be Aaron Beaver. This is Aaron Beaver. This, Fox News. This is not going to come back and get me later. Yeah, because it's not It's Aaron, not me. It's, it's not Aaron, Aaron Beaver. Weaver. Okay, it's, it's Aaron <laughs> Beaver. Here we go. <laughs> Aaron Beaver. Okay. What's up? Oh, my God. Aaron Beaver. It's Aaron <laughs> Beaver. I would. Now, I've met you from hanging out with Aaron Weaver. Sometimes you come around. Right? I don't even hang out with Aaron Weaver. He's too progressive. I don't like okay, him. Okay, right. No, right. no, no. You saw me at the comedy store. And, uh, so you hang out. You're one of those guys hanging out on the patio of the comedy yeah, store. Yeah, hang out at the patio. Waiting to get up at the potluck. That's right. That's right. I've you been love going Joe for the Rogan's last 15 podcast. years. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan likes. Joe Rogan nodded to me last uh, year, <laughs> and uh, you know I think he knows that I'm legit. And now you're on your way, Aaron Beaver. You were on your way as a comedian and as a commentator, Fox News commentator. What do you think of Ann Coulter's recent comments on Lauren Ingraham's show? Do you agree with them? Well, I mean, regarding your your comment, especially uh, you know, with the Middle East being a what would you what you call it? People a think sand it's bucket. A, a sand bucket, a bucket of sand. Aaron Beaver, yes. This is Aaron Beaver. Uh, you know, like, but what, what's up with Saddam? <laughs> like what? What? Here's what. How I'm did wondering. that happen? How did Saddam happen? How did that happen in Baghdad? Baghdad, uh, you know, freedom. We wanted freedom, right, Aaron Beaver? Do you so need you, freedom? And then you elected Saddam for freedom. <laughs> yes. No. I, here's here's my theory. And how do you feel about? Okay, this? you tell okay. me. You th- I theory. What, wait. Again, a theory is like a. It's something, something you. you uh, it's something you. Something think. you think. So okay. I think a lot of people okay. just don't know the history of places like Sub-Saharan Africa or Middle East. People like Ann Coulter who don't think those places have had civilizations before, right? Like Baghdad, for instance, was a, a scientific center center of the world, right? Yeah. What well, isn't that where humankind started? It's it's where humankind started. Yeah, and did you know? Uh, uh, 1,200 years before, or 600 years before Darwin, Nasir Adin Tusi, uh, actually formulated the concept of evolution. Did you know that in the uh, Middle th- East? I did not know that. Did you know that? Do and th- did you know that uh, that uh, that uh, 1,200 years before Columbus, they had actually calculated the circumference of the Earth in the Middle East? Did you know that? I did not know that. So it's like the rest of the world knew the earth was round, you know, except for those in Europe, perhaps. We just wrote history, huh? Yeah. We wrote it. Exactly. Put it in the books. <laughs> Aaron Bieber, you're so very philosophical. I didn't know you were aware of such depth I'm, and I'm coming out of character. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Aaron Weaver. We're back it's to Aaron, Aaron Weaver. Weaver. Oh, Aaron Weaver. Oh, oh, feels good to be back. Wow. Aaron Weaver's here. But I would just say, like, you know, in the recently— You can't hold ni- back the wisdom. You can't hold back the wisdom. As recently Fuck. as the 1950s in Afghanistan, you had women wearing—had uh, women wearing—what uh, do you call those? Mini skirts. You know, walking to movies. Wow. In Afghanistan? In the 50s? In the 50s. You didn't know that, did you? No, but yeah, I do want you to educate me and the rest. In Iran. Tommy, for sure. In Iran, you had the same thing in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. You know, so actually the Middle East was very progressive as recently as the 50s and 60s. Right. It's when you had the Islamic Revolution at the tail end of the 70s that you had a a takeover of, uh, of, you know, these theocracies. Yeah. You know, so this concept of oh, uh, the Middle East doesn't have—they've been sucking sand for this far. They're no—it's not oh, true. I get at it. All. So That's you're saying the Middle East is good, Muslims are bad. <laughs> is that what he's saying? Right now? No, that's what Aaron Beaver bon is saying. Bon Shoshi. That is not what I'm saying. Bon Shoshi, not John. That's not, not what John I'm Shoshi. saying. 
I will kick Aaron Bieber. I'm out not of talking this room. about Sean Joshi. I'm talking about Bon Joshi. No, that's okay. not what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to understand. And yeah. I, I, I think. I think we've talked about this before. Some somehow on the sports podcast, I think we've talked. I about, know, right? About people gotta be allowed to be ignorant in front of people. You know what I mean? Like most people don't so. know shit, but and like the only quit. way that's they're gonna learn quit. is if they're like, "I don't know, tell me." But that's not a corrected thing. You know what I mean? People, people like what's a common truth about the Middle East? People don't know that that you know as recent. Well, that's as what I'm saying. Time. And people like Ann Coulter. Don't know they that. They have no idea. So they also think there is no. Yeah, go ahead. They go don't want to look stupid, so they defend their take, which is wrong, and they fucking attack you, yeah. who's right, because yeah. they just don't want to look stupid. Yeah, you know. So people have to look stupid at some point, right, to learn. Right, and that's all I'm saying. I love that. There you go, Aaron Weaver. <laughs> Everybody should look stupid. Everybody should look stupid. Well, uh, the fact is that we we're all stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we just need to. Let that be okay. We are all stupid. We're all stupid. We Everyone listening, stupid. you're dumb. I'm dumb. We're dumb. We're all stupid. And do you have? We're also dumb. We're, we're also. We're well, all let's dumb. Let's like you know facts together. that I don't know, but you're still dumb. <laughs> I know facts that you don't know. I'm still dumb. Like you just remembered some shit. You know, like doesn't make you. But smart. isn't knowing shit just remembering shit? Exactly. In the end? People who know words. Big vocabulary. Just like good at like you just remembered shit. shit. Yeah. Like you remember some shit that we made up. <laughs> exactly. A word that's every word is made up. You're just like remembering made up shit. You're just remembering made up shit. Smart exactly. people are fucking stupid. That's what I'm saying, God. man. Yeah. Fuck. We gotta be dumb again. Like we have to be dumb. Put the dumbness in front we of have us. To not be dumb. run in front. Exactly. Of us, you know? But even simple things like math, Aaron Weaver. Mm. Why do you think it's called algebra? Huh? <laughs> Did you ever think about that? Oh, uh, is that like some Middle Eastern? Exactly. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Al-Qaeda. Al-Jabra. <laughs> I believe it. Is, that, is that why? Me in the year 2001. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I hated more, Al-Qaeda or Al-Jabra. Yes, oh. because Al-Jabra was from yeah. the Middle East. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. And that makes sense because like, uh, I, I, in uh, junior high, I took the Mathaban. The Mathaban? What's <laughs> yeah. the Mathaban? It's like Taliban. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that looks like math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dumb, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put it out there. We're dumb, we're dumb. I love this new bit. You could just say shit and then immediately revert into Aaron Beaver if it doesn't work. It's good to have. I'm developing a split personality. Yeah. It's something you need out here. Yes, but I life. actually, you know, I get into the Christmas season. I, I watch the uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I love I've never it's seen a Wonderful it. Life. I put up a tree in my Christmas house. You at did? my sister's house, we put up a Christmas tree. No shit. Right? Like wow. some good ass Hindus, right? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any Christmas plans, Aaron Weaver? Uh, I'm going to Joshua Tree to fucking, uh, you know, see God. Yeah. Personally. So wait, you're gonna uh, you're gonna drop mushroom. And, I didn't and say gonna, that. And you're gonna like maybe Aaron listen Beaver. to a three eleven album or something. Three <laughs> eleven. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. Three eleven. Maybe dashboard confessional. Oh. Whew. Yeah, Get some dude. dashboard, bro. Dashboard. I don't even know them, but you yeah. do, so hey. Yeah, but you know, when, when discussing favorite Christmas moments, we should yeah. always go to that paragon of personality, charm, and good cheer, one Kawhi Leonard. Here's Kawhi <laughs> Leonard talking about his favorite Christmas moment. What's the first thing an elf learns in school? The alphabet. Holy shit, is that <laughs> Johnny Carson? Oh my god. Oh my god, that Kawhi could be Steven, Leonard. That could be Stephen Wright, though. Dude, he should host, I think, The Tonight Show. We should kick uh, out Jimmy Fallon. It should be Kawhi Leonard. I'm and so you know curious why? about that guy. Why? It's time for our NBA catch-up with Aaron Weaver, guys. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That is Beautiful. round ball rock made famous by NBA on NBC as performed by Kawhi Leonard's laugh. He's I, so talented. He's so talented. He's funny. He sings. Yeah. I had he a, laughs. I had a very, uh, speaking of very talented, that song was actually written by John Tesh, 
who if you're no shit if you're old round ball rock the famous NBA on NBC song if you're older than 27 you know who John Tesh is do you know who John Tesh is Tommy no exactly Uh, John Tesh used to be the guy who hosted Entertainment Tonight. Entertainment if you don't Tonight. remember, like he was just the Entertainment Tonight host, and randomly he wrote the NBA on NBC. Dude, song. no, he was more than that. He was a new age superstar. Yeah, he was like Yanni. He was like Yanni and Enya. Yeah, dude, he was big. He was like Yanni fucked oh. Enya, fucked you know Ryan Seacrest, made yeah. John Tesh. Yeah, dude, he was talented. Right. So then you know I was researching Crazy. John Tesh, yeah. and like I came across another guy who's culturally in the culture but uh wrote a very famous theme song that people would not associate with him are you ready for this this blew my fucking mind you know james lipton of inside the actor studio fame uh shit i think so. remember inside the actor studio yeah. will ferrell yeah, used yeah. to make fun of him read right. the, all the cards and shit yeah he wrote the theme song to thundercats no shit the how's that go again actor studio helmet can you helmet uh, Tommy, how does it go? The Thundercats <laughs> I remember. Oh, shit, you're right. How does it go? Thundercats. 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 I have Everybody. a horrible history live. <laughs> I have a horrible history live playing. I keep thinking of the X-Men. This. Uh, no, I know it's dope. It's like um, that one in the Oh, no, X-Men. no, no. I got it. Thundercats Ho. Here it is. Are you ready? Thundercats Ho. It's like Thundercats Ho! This is James Lipton, dog. This is Inside the Actors Studio, dog. He's the John Tesh of animated intros. Oh, I thought I liked that, but I actually don't. Yeah, it's not as good as I remember. It's not very good. It's not as good as I remembered it. But uh, so I heard the Round Ball Rock on Fox. On, yeah. on Fox's college basketball coverage. And I was like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, this is an NBC. So I guess Fox purchased the rights to play John Tesh's Round Ball Rock. Really? So it is now going to be regularly back on the waves. Isn't that amazing? It's such a good song. That's a good song. It is a great song. That could be like the soundtrack for Jurassic Park. You could yeah. just swap it out. Jurassic Park is like my favorite movie song, maybe. That's a great movie song. Great movie song. It's and my great. favorite sitcom song, I think, like, TV theme song has to be Cheers, dude. Cheers. That Cheers song is like a fucking Dylan song. That Cheers song is like prime fucking blonde on blonde fucking Dylan in his fucking It's, it's good. Is like, it better than Family post Matters? Post fingering the Joan Baez period, like uh-huh. right when he was getting into the band period, like boom. You yeah, that I mean? was a hot time. That was a hot time. That was a hot time. That was a hot, hot, hot time. Oh. Speaking of hot times, let's check in with Joel Embiid and the 76ers. Hey, Joel Embiid. How's it going? Joel Embiid has a migraine and diarrhea. And no, that is not what they are calling Jimmy Butler these days. Mm. But I have to say, Aaron Weaver, the East is looking quite strong. Quite strong. Would you say the East is a better conference than the West right now in the basketball? You can make a case. How would you make the case if you had to make the case? Well, okay, so look. The West is still the West. The West is insane. They have... How many teams are in the Western Conference? Uh, 15, 14? Yeah. 13 of those teams are good. Right. Right? One team is amazing, the Warriors. We know that. Right. The East has, like, the other four best teams, which is crazy. Like, that's – it's about time, you know? The East has been so bad for so long. They actually have four legit teams that are better. This is why I'm against this reseeding of the playoffs so it's the top 16 teams. I think it washes out over time, you know, so I don't really think it matters. If you eliminate if you eliminate that, I think you're eliminating like part of the importance of having division winners. You know, you know what I mean? Cuz then oh, division yeah, winners don't matter. Oh, they, they you know? would get and rid of that. And you're playing within your division more than anything else. Not only that, you know what I would do? What would you with do? With NBA scheduling? What would you do? I would turn the last quarter of the season before the playoffs. That's when I would play all of the division games. You get what I'm saying? Whoa. Oh, it's, dude, isn't that a great idea? So, like, the rest of the season, you play all your out-of-conference, non-divisional games. And okay. then at the end of the season, 
It's just your divisional season where you're essentially playing to win and the that, divisional that title. Is to, that's uh, the prep for the to, actual playoffs. That's to get rid of like people resting. That's to get rid of that would get that would ha- also have the unintended benefit of doing that. I just think it would be great from a dramatic standpoint. It would add more important to the division races. It would add more importance to the playoffs, frankly. And it would yeah. have like that great viewership. It would give the NBA of another month. It would up like, the drama. A, a playoff kind of drama. It would viewership. up the drama. Yeah. Can you imagine two teams like similar I mean, it's records? Playoffs. The it's like playoffs it's like before the playoffs. playoffs. Exactly. I think it's great. This is why they should just mm. make me dictator of the fucking world. I'd be such a great benevolent dictator i promise everyone Dog. would have fruit and rights and freedom of speech as long as you didn't disagree with me i like if you, you disagree with me everything is over i like you but you'd make a horrible dictator why i'd be can great. i tell you right now yes did you hear how you, you just better did be you hear how you in case did you actually, hear how you proposed it how they should make me dictator of the world that's a bullshit <laughs> dictator why is that a bullshit dictators take it Dictators don't ask them to make them some fucking leader. Oh, dictators that's what you do think. it. That's what you think. The most effective the dictators. That's why you're not a dictator, Sean. The most effective of the dictators do it through democratic processes. First they win the vote, no. then they eliminate the vote. That's how it's done, motherfucker. Yeah, but deep down they're like, I'm going to take this shit Just by winning the vote. I'll be your daddy. I'll be your daddy, America. You want a daddy? I'll be your daddy. I'll a be daddy? Such a daddy. Dude. You would know. Do you, you even know, know how to change oil? You know who's going to be the first motherfucker Do you even know how to change the gulag? oil? Aaron Weaver's going to be the first motherfucker in my gulag. <laughs> no, bitch. I'll drive a Tesla. <laughs> Why no, would I bitch. change my oil? Do Teslas have oil? You want to be a daddy, you need to know how to change the Do oil. They? I don't think they have oil. <laughs> they must. No, the parts need to be oiled, right? Like... To yeah. move and shit. Yeah. Well, I once said that about Kawhi Leonard, but apparently you don't have I to. You know I think so. <laughs> you said Kawhi Leonard needs I oil. Kawhi <laughs> needs to be oiled. That is the most dry motherfucker. This is how dry Kawhi Leonard is. He signed a sneaker deal with New Balance. Speaking of that. With New Balance. Speaking of with cars. dad shoes. Do you, know, do you know Kawhi still drives his high school Bronco? Does he really? Yeah. Really? Who or he did like two years ago, which... Is still crazy. Is he like he driving OJ on a getaway chase? Why the fuck is he driving a Bronco? It's old as fuck is the point. Yeah. It's like his high See, school. See, all of these things would be charming if Kawhi would have stayed in San Antonio. These would be like all charming. He's the understated true, superstar true. and everything like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Tommy, why are you sitting out there like a Chinese housewife? Get in here. What are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> Remember Good Earth? I love the Good Earth. What's that? That was a book by Pearl S. Buck, and within uh, that book, the housewives would have to trail. The most feudal China would have to trail the husbands okay. by like five feet or so. That's, I always, I always that's forget what I, that you're smart. That's what I make Tommy do when we go out for like production <laughs> meetings. I make him walk five feet behind me all the time. Remember, Tommy? He didn't even complain at all, which is what I like in a wife, right? You got to be respectful, you know, of, of the leader of the clan. <laughs> right. So we have right now the top four teams – in the East are the Raptors, the Bucks, the 76ers, and the Pacers, with the Celtics coming in fifth. Who do you like right now in the East? And any surprises on the top five so far? Oh, man. I mean, you got. I'm from Canada, so I got to go with my Raptors, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, I got, you know, the Bucks just. Well, within that, do you think the Raptors are, are a realistic, do they have a realistic chance to take out the Warriors? If they were to meet in the finals. Well, we're about to find out tonight a little bit. Uh, did you see the last game where they played? Well, they, I recent. believe I believe the Raptors were one in three last week. They've been actually going through a little bit of a, a bump in the road. A little bit of bump in the road. They've right. still got the best record by far. But, right. Uh, yeah, they played, I think, a week or two ago. They beat and, the uh, Warriors a couple weeks ago. But that them. was without Steph wasn't there. The Warriors weren't at their It, it was impressive to watch Kawhi. I mean, he couldn't stop KD because no one can. But he was, like, up in his grill. KD was just making some fucking crazy-ass shots. Kevin Durant has gone to another level in terms of scoring the basketball. You know, I, I used to think the best offensive player – maybe outside of Durant of the past, like, seven, eight years. And this is going to sound ridiculous now because of where my man Bitch Tits is. But Carmelo Anthony, (laughs) when he was on the Knicks and still in his prime, he was probably the best offensive. He just was so easy and fluid in scoring the ball. And Kawhi Leonard is, like, at least 
like uh, 50% better than that, which is ridiculous. I just think he's better than Carmelo. Better than Dude, Carmelo. Kawhi is looking just like, on the offensive end. Kawhi is looking like Jordan right now, a little bit on the like his fadeaway and his jump shot. It's like Jordan. Well, well, just just in terms of Kevin Durant, it goes. You remember that? I'm shot? talking about Kawhi. I know you're talking about Kawhi, but just on a point with Kevin Durant, real quick, that like three pointer against the Cavaliers, where they were Cavaliers were up oh, by yeah. two, yeah, and he just came up. And he was well, he was guarded on that play, and there's nothing you can do when the seven foot guy is hitting like that. That's been Kawhi, or that's been Kevin Durant, just all season for the past two years. It doesn't matter if he's hitting yeah. a shot. There's no defense you can. There's play no on defense, him. but part of the reason there's no defense is because he's on the greatest team ever assembled, right. and that's that's the knock on him. It takes like the he's pressure fucking, off. Yeah, like he's got Steph thirty feet away from the basket. Right. Clay can be thirty feet. Like it's just so much space. Right. Like you put LeBron on that team, he's gonna fucking. Right. He's gonna destroy everything. Which is why when Draymond says to Kevin Durant, "We <laughs> don't need you. We <laughs> won. We won before you." Absolutely true. Draymond Green is right. I've seen a lot of people have been like, "Oh, that's not true." You know. Uh, you know they need KD and this and that. They were winning. They were seventy-two and t- or seventy-three and nine. The best. Uh, regular season record in the history of the NBA uh, before Kevin Durant even got there. And if it wasn't for those injuries, they would have beaten uh, they would have beaten the Cavaliers and it would have been the greatest single season team. Although team I, I will say without Kevin that's Durant. true. That's absolutely true. It does feel, though, like if they lost Kevin Durant right now, they'd be fucked. Like, yeah. they're not. I, I They'd be like in contention with everybody, but they would be easily like. Beat. Well, you know, part of the reason that is. It's because they have Kevin Durant. They right. haven't been able to fill out the rest of the roster. Exactly. So you remember that team, they had what it was Barnes. before. They had Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. And they had Bogut before Bogut was washed. Bogut was, like, Bogut was defensive rating, yeah. top three, maybe the top defensive player in the league when they yeah. first started making Iguodala was great Iguodala was great back then, too. So their team was super deep back then. It was super deep. It's not deep now. They got Jarebko. Jarebko. Yeah, but so we'll see. Kawhi has been absolutely amazing. I've forgotten how good of a player, how good of a complete player, up and down so of his game. He's so Kawhi good. Leonard is. He's so amazing. He's the on most defense. complete player in the NBA, and he gives mm. a shit every possession. Like LeBron is still like the best complete player if he wanted to be. He doesn't play team defense anymore. No. Kawhi gives a shit every possession. His arms are freakishly long. His, his hands. hands are freakishly <laughs> big. You know what I mean? Which sounds foolish, but that shit matters. Okay? The claw, baby. The claw is on the Raptors. How fucking <laughs> the claw? There's a reason they call him Inspector Gladget. The claw. Can we get a Sean Joshi theory intro music here? It's time for another Sean Joshi theory, Tommy. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, that's freaky. Sean Joshi theory. <laughs> Here's time for a new Sean Joshi theory, and here it is: hands, the size of your hands, are underrated in sports in general. And this goes back to the days of as the well 2004. As uh, it's true. Uh, Indiana Pacers. It's called the small hands theory. And it uh, it was developed based on one Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal, who was a multiple all-star. Everybody loved him. Great player, this and that. But he was always severely limited by his small hands, mm. his freakishly small hands. He was constantly getting the ball batted away. He couldn't finish at the rim because of it. He couldn't rebound as well because of it. And he was a great defensive player. You know what I mean? He was but a offensive, great player for a little while. He was a great player for a little while. Offensively, his hands really limited him wow. from doing big man strength things. We always called him small hands Jermaine. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's creative. <laughs> it's like an that? Indiana nickname right there. <laughs> small hands, Jermaine. Small hands, Jermaine. <laughs> no rhyme, no alliteration. <laughs> just straight to the just point. Just what it is in his name. Exactly. <laughs> big hands, Kawhi. <laughs> oh, big hands, Kawhi. We're going to go with the claw or big hands, Kawhi. And in Indiana, baby, it's still big hands, Kawhi. I went Kawhi. to the Trump school of naming of nicknames. <laughs> Basically, a good shooting Steph, good shooter Steph is exactly the, the good shooter brothers. We got big nose Aaron, <laughs> big nose, small Aaron. face Tommy, um, hairless Sean. The other person, hairless bald Sean. The other person that applies to is uh, Jared Goff. Okay, oh, Jared Goff has okay. very small motherfucking hands. Ooh, okay, yeah, he's also kind of a, which is why you know when you're in warm weather. 
and stuff, grip on the football doesn't matter as much. But you look at Jared Goff when he plays in cold weather games. What do you think happens to him, Tommy? Slips through like ice, baby. Exactly. You know why? Small hands. Because we call him Small Hands Golf. All right. <laughs> and that has been another Sean Joshi theory. You think it? You think it, it applies to? Uh, oh, do you want to do the song? Yes, Sorry. let's do it. Sean <laughs> oh, Joshi theory. Bum bum bum. Ba ba dum dum bum 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 bum. Do you notice how it's different? No, that was know, the same song before. Are no, you sure? It was oh, the definitely same? the same song. Okay, it sounded a little. I have different. them all written out back at home. Yeah, but we'll see. So, Aaron Weaver, do you think uh, Jimmy Butler will fit in with the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, we got to figure out how big his hands are first. <laughs> uh, I think he will. I think he will. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they're ready to win. Those two superstars that were there already—they're ready. He seems like he's fitting in there. It's interesting because he's coming from the Wolves, which featured two superstars. Young guys. Yeah, young young stars. Yeah. And they were, like, kind of soft was the the problem, apparently. Going to this new team, these guys seem less soft. They seem focused and shit. But it's like, you know, Jimmy Cutler. Jimmy Cutler. (laughs) Jimmy Cutler. (laughs) Jimmy Butler's on um, (laughs) – Why I wish there wasn't so Jimmy Cutler. Why is that so funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 actually maybe a Freudian slip because he does kind of remind me of Jay Cutler in a way because he's a malcontent. You know what I mean? Yeah. He go in Chicago. He completely him and Dwayne Wade <laughs> like they completely. Um, you Can we know. get that that music again? <laughs> oh, the Sean Joshi theory. Do it. Boom, ba, ba, boom. Okay, that's good. That's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah, we okay. get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you guys work on that together? Oh yeah, we did. Uh-huh. Off production yeah, meetings. Okay. Man. Cool. But yeah, um, but yeah, Jimmy Cutler. So we're just saying Jimmy Cutler. Jimmy Cutler. He completely Kristen Cavallaried those. He bullied kind of all those players in those situations he were at. So I think when he w- he went to the the Sixers, you know, great player. Obviously, I think you know front offices are kind of watching like, hmm, you know, no let's let's see what he does here. Let's see how he fits in. So he's kind of having to be on his best behavior. But he I think does. Jimmy Butler's kind of a bitch. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would. I was thinking a bitch if I, in what way, though? Because there's the bitch. He's not the bitch. Like, he's not a little no, scared bitch. But just like, <laughs> but he ruins the chemistry on your team. He's like, a I was whiny thinking, bitch. would I want him bitch. on the Indiana Pacers? You know, would I want him on the Indiana Pacers? And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it. And uh, yeah, I would want him on the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Cutler on the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think I think you know, it's kind of interesting what's going on the e- in the East. I think for three reasons: one, the Raptors have been amazing, you know, great. Uh, two, Mike Budenholzer, uh, who came from San Antonio and really opened up the Hawks system. We've talked about this repeatedly yeah. on this podcast, even including before the season has been, I think, the coach of the year with what he's done in Milwaukee, opening yeah. it up. They had no spacing under Jason Kidd, and now they have a modern NBA offense in, around bad. Giannis. Giannis is, is the only one in their starting lineup that doesn't shoot threes. That is, It's frightening. And it's Giannis. And it's, That's it's, the only one. Yeah. That's fucking Which, by crazy. the end of his career, he will shoot threes. So I think, I think, you know, kind of a combination of the Raptors-Bucks and the fact that the Celtics have Celtics been struggling are a little They're bit. They're coming. They've won like five in a row. I think they finally found balance in the roster. And, yeah. you know, starting is overrated in the NBA. It is. It's, it's, it's like you almost have to think of the NBA now in terms of lines in hockey. Like, so you know in hockey how you have your first line, your second line, your third line. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they play. Because it's such an exhaustive sport, you have your different lines out there. Right. You still need studs. On your second line. You do. You need a leader out there on your second line. So I think, like, Popovich, one of his brilliant things always was having, you know, Manu Ginobili, who a lot right. of nights was his most impactful player coming off and, and leading leading the bench. So I think what the yeah. Celtics have done in taking Jalen Brown, you know, to to the bench unit. And, and Gordon of, Hayward. And Gordon Hayward is yeah. they're going to find a lot more balance with their units. And I still – I had questions before the season how their parts fit together, and I still have questions. Yeah. I think Celtics, like – you know how there's like uh, – you know the Japanese art of bonsai, right? Oh. You have a tree, okay? You have a tree. And the tree is out of balance. There's a branch that's too long here, a branch that's out of balance here. You mm. have to trim. There's an art to trimming and shaping the bonsai, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's I think what the Celtics have to do with the roster. I learned that from an episode of uh, Say by the Bell. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> but also, <laughs> also, uh, quick note: um, the Pacers, dude. The Pacers, despite oh, yeah, Oladipo, Pacers. I think have been fucking very good. They're seventeen and ten. Sabonis, fourth seed. Sabonis. It's all about Sabonis. I call. I one of my calls. I said last year was Sabonis is one of the best finishers I've seen around the rim. And I he think doesn't he has the miss best shots. The second was he shooting like seventy percent? He's shooting north of seventy percent. No, but the Pacers are just one of those great. Um, they're just a team, you know. They're greater than the sum. They're the sum of their yeah. individual parts, right? Um, I don't think they're good enough to make noise unless Miles Turner makes a leap. If Michael Miles, Miles Turner, Turner, yeah, if Miles Turner makes a leap, bro, and starts shooting threes, bro, and starts hitting threes, bro, I think we'll have the best inside outside tandem in the league. Okay. Well, he's tried already, and it didn't work, right? <laughs> oh, no, no, he no. He shot threes last year. He shot threes. And he, he was and close. he abandoned it, right? He was close, he was close to about a 40% uh, three-point no, shooter. He just 40? Didn't, he just didn't have the volume. He didn't have the volume. Yeah. You know, because of Nate McMillan and the way he plays. But we're not going to get into all that because there are other teams other than the Indiana Pacers. Like, you know who? Detroit. There Pacers. used to be a team in New York called the New York Knicks, okay? <laughs> I heard about them. Now, LeBron James, in his final uh, matchup against Dwayne Wade, created a bit of a tizzy, Aaron Weaver, when he said, uh, in reference, uh, Dwayne Wade said, I want to thank you, LeBron, for letting us ending it here, meaning Staples Center. And in response, uh, LeBron said, it would have been here or the garden, leading to dizzying speculation mm. that LeBron may have chosen the Knicks in the off season, what do you think about that report? It, it's weird that that's been what the speculation is, like yeah. so so much because, uh, like everyone knows, LeBron's a big gardener and he's got a really big garden in his in his house in yeah. Brentwood, and it's like maybe maybe he meant that, right? <laughs> maybe he meant end it. Maybe he meant end the it garden, like yo, because they kind of seem like tea and crumpet dudes. Yeah, like let's end it by the green. <laughs> you know, peppers. they had the banana boat. Yeah, now we'll do it like in the garden. Right. You know, but I always kind of thought, um, I always kind of thought LeBron wanted to play in New York. You know, but I think he was sick of owners that he didn't like who yeah, were idiots. Yeah, yeah. And like Dolan's another very like Republican he's, owner. Yeah, he's one of the worst owners. Yeah. He's the worst owner in the league. But he wanted to go there. And you know, Brian Windhorst, who's a very good, he's kind of like a Schefter on the NBA, uh, said of it he was probably always going to LA, but after the way Phil treated Mello, it was sealed that LeBron would never go there. I think it'll be interesting. I just think that whole post Wade LeBron thing was weird. It was so weird. Like, Wade is like, I want to thank you, LeBron, for letting it end it here. What the fuck does that even mean? It seems mean? scripted. Like, it you wouldn't so say scripted. that with a friend. Like, yeah. you know they practice that shit because you know LeBron doesn't say anything by yeah. accident. He, yeah. He's like, yo, yo, Dwayne, set me up so I can say something about the garden. And yeah. Like, but why would he do that? Why would know. he want that? Well, why is, is Wade thanking news? him for, oh, thank you for letting us end it here? That's such a weird statement That's to so make. It's so weird. Don't so you weird. think the schedulers of the NBA, like, why would you think LeBron? Yeah. Also, Dwayne Wade is 36 years old, man. Yeah. And he's retiring. Can we get another Sean, Sean Joshi Theory music? <laughs> Sign for another Sean Joshi Theory. Yeah. Okay, definitely doesn't sound like this. It's song. getting better. Though. That's the, same the first song. one was too long. Yeah, the first for sure. one got it short. Yeah. yeah, that was good though. <laughs> that was good though. It's got to be like one second. Like da 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 ba. Sean Joshi theory. I would like something like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Maybe Aaron little should little be doing the music around here. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I will not. Um, but, I can make uh, it more. You know, hip hop. No, Siri, you're good, Tommy. I think the less hip hop you do, the better. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I can make it more hip hop. <laughs> Get the fuck. My Sean Joshi theory is okay. that, you know, the way the game has changed has aged certain players out of the league faster than they would have traditionally aged. One of those players being Dwayne Wade. Another of those players being Carmelo Anthony. I think the game was still more traditional, not so heavy three-point base, that those guys would still be able to find spots in the NBA. Uh, but I think because of the way the game has changed, you have okay. to see guys like that. Here, here, okay, Carmelo, we'll get to that. But, like, Dwayne, 
he still he scored thirty five points the other games. night. He, he scored twenty five the other night. Yeah, he's like pretty good still. I don't understand why everyone's talking. Like I don't get. I don't get why. Maybe his defense is really bad, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he just wants to chill with Gabriel Union on a beach in South Bay. Which hey, I completely get that. There's <laughs> yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But he's thirty six. Jordan was still winning rings at thirty six. Yeah. So I I I I kind of think maybe his heart's not in it anymore. But also, there's a very easy way that Dwayne Wade could um could lengthen his career in a very it's a very meaningful way. And it's what Jason Kidd doing did. It's learning the three-point shot. He's if, gotten if, better. He's gotten better. But if Dwayne Wade locked himself in a gym and came out at a 40, 41% three-point shooter, he could play until he was 40 years old. Well, I don't and think a lot it's that people, easy. A lot of people – well, I, th- I think <laughs> – Everyone would do that. I think <laughs> – Literally. I think, I think at a certain amount, it is dedication. You know, yeah. Jason Kidd was the worst – garbage ass dumpster fire of a shooter for the first five seven years of his career he would have been out of the league but if you remember uh his mavericks run uh, you know he's played with two or three teams after he was well should have been out of the league just because of his three point ability yeah you know what lebron's doing he turned himself into that and he ended up when he retired it's been passed he was the second most three pointer that's what lebron's doing and that's jordan didn't do it so much with threes but he did he He developed that fadeaway he didn't have fadeaway wasn't always there like that if jordan had to develop the three he would have developed the three right you know what i mean the game was different the game was different but uh but you, you're distracting me with these Jordan thoughts. You know what I mean? I was, ena- <laughs> I was enamored by thoughts of Jordan's greatness. Because, you know, I was reading an article uh, about Michael Jordan in today's NBA. Yeah. And this guy was like, Michael Jordan would score 45 points in today's NBA. He's like, you can't hand check. Are you kidding me? There's no big men. Oh, there's you mean no prime Jordan. Yeah, there's yeah. no there's no big men to stop him at the rim. Are you kidding me? And actually, if you look at Jordan's three point percentage, it wasn't as bad as we remember it. It was it was closer no, to 40 percent. The volume was just not the even volume close. wasn't there because that's not how the game was played. Exactly. You know, if you give Jordan a single off season to hit threes, I guarantee you there would be where he leads a season where he leads the threes, uh, leads a season well, three point. You heard game. what KD said recently. What did Ke- Kevin Durant say recently? Kevin Durant said that uh, Jordan, Kobe, and Kyrie play the most beautiful game of, ba- game of basketball, and uh, they're far better than anyone playing right now. He did say that. I have the quote right here. Say it. It's probably- okay. But watching Kobe and Mike, I'm like, how do you not realize how good these dudes are? How do you not say they're by far better than anybody who's played the game just by the way they move? How fluid they are. And this comes in addition. Um, this is from the Sports Daily. Uh, speaking of LeBron, uh, who, I mean, come on. It's like a subtweet, practically, that quote. <laughs> you know, the two seem to have an okay relationship, speaking about LeBron. And maybe Durant's aversion to playing alongside James is strictly business rather than a personal thing. But he did appear to slight James in talking about Jordan and Bryant. Um, both of which uh, he compared to, like we said, um, no, I read the quote. Since sorry, reports have come out that Durant wants his own team and states that he's not fond of the drama that seems to around surround LeBron James. What about the drama surrounding fucking KD? I know, <laughs> dude. So much drama. How, you, how KD. fond are you that man? That he's got so much drama. So much burner drama. accounts. Burner being accounts. called a bitch. Being called a bitch <laughs> by his own teammate. That's man. That's a lot of. I don't think. Has LeBron ever even gotten that far? No, but I think, you know, the Warriors will be fine. Without, oh, of course, with, they're KD. so talented. They got DeMarcus Cousins coming back right You know, now. I might if Katie's going to leave, keep Cousins. Yeah. You know? And keep They'll dominating. They'll still be really good. Keep dominating. Yeah. yeah. But so that's kind of like interesting to think like a what if, if LeBron would have stayed to the East. But it's like even with the shift of LeBron to the East, right? Or LeBron to the West, West. excuse me. Yeah. Even with the shift of LeBron to the West, you still have the East kind of rising right now and the west is kind of like the west is very interesting i think they obviously still have the best team um in the nba in the warriors but i don't think they have really much quality behind that you know they don't they have a lot of good teams so the top here's the top five right now number one thunder number two warriors then goes the nuggets the clippers and the lakers i would take honestly Take the Warriors out of that. I would take any of the East top five teams. Top four. Are you including the Pacers for real? 
I'm including the Pacers for real. Oh God! I'm including them. I would take any of them against the Thunder, the Nuggets. The I mean, Clippers, they could put up a Lakers. fight against those. The Pacers could, but like, let's just keep it to the top four and be sane about this shit. Okay, if we keep it to the top four, motherfucker, then it's the Raptors, the Bucks, the 76ers. That's what I'm Pacers. saying. That's what I'm saying. And the Pacers, the Celtics are not in the top four. Oh well, but they are. They're the top. No, four. they're not. <laughs> I know, but like really though, they're the top four. Teams. Why do you sleep on the Pacers? They're good, but they're you know you already said. They have their limitations and they're they're a good team, but hand size, not hand size. No, I will I will tell you this honestly. I think that I think we would I think we can take the Celtics. I will tell you that honestly. I think pre pre Jimmy Butler trade, pre Jimmy Butler trade, I wanted those motherfuckers. I thought the seventy sixers before Jimmy Butler were the most overrated team in the league. You know, I thought they weren't yeah. balanced at all. Well, okay, let's just add caveats to every team, you know. Without Kawhi, they'd probably beat the Raptors. Okay, Without you just Steph. keep talking shit. Let's, <laughs> let's let's see where the Pacers end up. Let's see where they end up. Okay, let's see. They're gonna be a top. They're gonna have home. They're gonna have home court advantage no, in the first won't. round of the Eastern Conference. First round, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, no, which no, no, would no. mean they're, they're a top, not top four, four team. They're not top four. Do you know we are, we are now, we are now da 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 da, da seven and two, seven and three without Victor Oladipo. Do you know that's a better winning percentage than with him? Do you know that? Yeah. So exactly. what the fuck? He's coming back. You guys are going to lose more. So we'll only be stronger. <laughs> Doesn't check out, bro. Oh, my God. Dude, uh, can I get so some reverse Some reverse Sean Joshi theories? No. Music. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. We take, uh, we take uh, advantage of market inefficiencies. But, uh, okay. Back to the Do you point. know who has the best defensive rating in the NBA right now? Who? The Indiana fucking Pacers. Do you know why? Because Miles Turner is the best defensive big man in the fucking Ooh. league right now. Ooh, I don't know. I that and better, we have. He's not even Jamel Javel McGee. That and we have <laughs> the best shooting guard in the NBA too. Who? That and we have the best shooting guard. Who, in the who's NBA, that? Victor Oladipo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. We have the best defensive player and the best shooting guard in the entire fucking NBA. Wow. You know why, Aaron Weaver? Because we are the greatest franchise in the history of sports. <laughs> fucking at me, okay? We're the greatest dynasty ever. You know, it goes the Pacers, <laughs> the Ming Dynasty, <laughs> Small the fourth, Hands Jermaine, the Fourth Reich. <laughs> yeah. We have made the playoffs every year since, like, uh, that's not true. But we have the— <laughs> Another thing that's not true. Hey, We have the greatest winning percentage since 1990. Probably not true. Except for the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> probably not even true there. Okay, how much you want to bet me that the Indiana Pacers will be home court advantage? Oh, I'll bet you—I uh, don't know. You want to bet 20 bucks? Let's bet a spot. A spot? Yeah. A spot on our shows. On our shows. Okay, sure. We'll bet a spot on our shows. Okay, that's oh, probably shit. more valuable. It's probably shit. more valuable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. All right, spit like and shake. <laughs> shake. Okay. All right. Anyway, don't forget this. This is recorded. It is witness. Okay. It is. All right, but the West I think sucks. Warriors will be fine, but we'll see. Any other comments on the West before we move on? I just love the Thunder, and I hope they do well. Uh, Thunder suck. They have the best defense. No, they don't. The Thunder suck. Uh, they don't have enough. The Warriors are it. And, you know, <laughs> then you have the Nuggets, whatever, the Clippers, whoever, and the Lakers who are like, whatever. And the Rockets dude. are fucking. Jesus yeah. Okay. Christ. Let's move on. Do we have any NBA news? Hit that track, Jerry. Who the fuck is Jerry? Well, he's a music guy. He's, he's my intern. All right, from People Magazine, Steph Curry revealed some of this world's take on American achievements in astronautics on a recent podcast. After questioning how paleontologists are able to determine what dinosaurs sounded like, Curry suddenly asked the others, we ever been to the moon? Question mark. In response, fellow players Carter and Bazemore both said no, and the father of three joked, they're going to come get us. I don't think so either. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to start conspiracies. After the group then discussed one of the most popular theories on the subject, that Stanley Kubrick staged the iconic video of the 1969 moon landing, the claims that Kubrick admitted to perpetrating a huge fraud on the American public in an interview have since been disproven. You read that like those like like 
robot readers on conspiracy theory videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. NASA says that aliens landed on the moon yeah. in year 1965. <laughs> You the been, fuck was that? <laughs> You've been dating Siri, dog. <laughs> You've been fucking serious. I would just like to say fuck Aaron Weaver and Aaron Beaver. You know what the <laughs> score is right now in the Indiana Milwaukee game? What's you the score? Bitch. Oh wow, seventy to fifty-eight. Suck my fucking. That's nuts. twelve points. I'm gonna be. Uh, what's the What's the quarter? I can't wait to have my third spot quarter. At the Improv Lab on the Aaron Weaver. What's the name of your fucking show? The, the comedians you should know. You know who they're gonna know? Sean Joshi. Do you know why? Because the Indiana Pacers going to have home court advantage in the first fucking no, no, no. round. You've already been on the show, and they still don't know you. Yeah, yeah okay. On the Steph Curry thing. <laughs> what did he say? I didn't even hear it. I didn't hear it either. On uh, the Steph Curry thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Steph Curry went to a very good school. I'm sick of these. Cons- there's too many conspiracy theories in the world. It's like the heyday of conspiracy theories. Everything is a fucking conspiracy theory. And it's too much. We went to the moon. Spoiler alert. We went to the fucking moon. All right? Why this haven't we like, been back? This is like uh, an interstellar, okay? What interstellar was warning about in the first scene when the kid got in trouble because she said to her class, hey, fuck nuts, we went to the moon, you jacked hards. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they have books. The textbooks say we didn't go to the moon. In the future. This is the kind of future we are entering. An unscientific future where basic facts, such as the fact that we went to the moon, are now, you know, dispelled as conspiracy theories. One Aaron Weaver. Did we go to the moon? It's debatable. How is it debatable? It's not debatable at all. Okay, how are you so sure? There's public data. Public data? That's a fucking word. What's that mean? Public data? There's people watching the fucking thing going into space, bro. The thing going Did they watch space. it go on the moon? So you think it was just an orbit or something like that? I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just questioning your belief. Okay, what about the stuff that is on the moon, the footprints on the moon? You can see with uh, telescopes, you can see the stuff that we have left on the moon. With telescopes? Yes. You can physically see it. <laughs> That's pretty good. From, from who? Who showed you this? Everyone. Or you can see it, bro. But where did those photos come from? You can take the photos. I can. You can take with the photos. With my iPhone? With whatever you want. Is there an app? You can go to a place. You can go to the observatory that has the possibility. <laughs> I can go to the observatory yes. and see footprints on the moon. Yes. No, no. You can, see, store. You, can see, you can see like rovers and all the shit, the debris mm. that we left there on the moon. Yes. Do you believe that there are skeletons on the moon? <laughs> no. That's a theory. No, here's what I do believe, though. I do I believe. If you want to take the time to definitively get this whole moon shit debunked, um, you should go look up, look online, and there's a great cinematographer, uh, a guy, a camera guy, and he walks through how even it would have been harder to fake the moon landings just on the uh, based on the camera footage we had at the time than actually doing it. It would have been easier to go yeah. to the moon than to do the camera technology stuff. That they I, did at I that think time. We probably, that would have been necessary necessary to fake it. I think we probably went, but like, why the fuck have we not gone back? Like, what? What's? That's a good question. Well, you know, it's it's budgetary concerns. Budgetary <laughs> concerns. Seriously, we don't want to pay for healthcare. Well, how the fuck are we gonna pay for people to go to the moon? Mm. People don't. It was cut by Nixon for that exact reason because people stopped caring, you know. And the whole reason that we're gonna go back is because. It's uh, it's connected to monetary gain. Okay, it's time for another Sean Joshi theory alert. Bum, bum, Okay. Here's Sean. Did you do a hip hop version? Here's why. Here's why we'll go to the moon and we'll have a permanent presence on the moon within ten years. That's because of the Kuiper Belt. Ten years. The Kuiper Belt uh has more minerals and wealth than all of the minerals on Earth than all the minerals on Earth. You know, so there's a financial there's a financial setup to it. And that's just the nature of economies as economies and countries continue to grow. Economies become saturated. Let me give you a prime example. You ask, what do you mean, Aaron Weaver? Let's look at the automotive market in the United States. Okay, so in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, right when the United States was booming, while it was growing, everybody didn't have a car. What happened? Automotives was a booming market, right? Now everybody has a car and it's saturated, which is why, which is why. Uh, which is why car companies look to third world countries like China and India, because that 
those markets aren't saturated. Eventually, yeah. those markets will get saturated growth, yeah. and then they'll look to places like Africa, and that'll be saturated. You know now what I mean? Now we got to go to space. Now we have to go to space. It's the only yeah. economy that won't be fucking saturated, okay? Yeah. And the reason we haven't been back there, it, there wasn't a financial reason to. Now we have a financial reason to go to space, which is why we will have permanent settlements on the moon within the next 20, 25 years. Oh, not 10? Not 10. Okay. Not 10. Not ten. Did I say ten? You said ten. We'll be back. We'll be back to the moon by ten years. I didn't mean to say permanent settlements. Permanent settlements mm-hmm. in twenty twenty five. Oh, okay. We'll so maybe maybe around the time we have permanent settlements on the moon, the Indiana Pacers will win a championship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably line up. Next, if story. you're lucky. Next story, Tommy. <clears throat> the next story, the Suns. The Phoenix Suns owner, Robert Sarver, is reportedly telling Phoenix City Council members he'll take the team to Seattle or Las Vegas if they Mm. don't approve a $230 million upgrade package on the Suns Arena. Would you approve a Phoenix Suns move? I don't know. The Suns are kind of like a classic NBA franchise, you know, but the team... The Super Sonics would be cool, but I think that team just fits the name fits so well in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Suns. It would. You know? They would have to change the name if they went to Seattle. See, yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the Suns. <laughs> Las you know? Vegas. Or the Seattle suicides, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a direct result of suicides in Seattle because of the lack the, of sun. Because of the lack of sun. Because of the lack of sun. Seattle suicides. I would like that. I would like the Seattle Fraser Cranes, maybe. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Shout out Fraser. Great show, Frazier. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I would be cool with that. I wouldn't be that sad. You don't like Frazier? I, 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 people love it. I, I didn't. Really Frazier's a great show, bro. Very boring to me. But no, uh, it's so good, dude. It's yeah. So good. Go okay. back and watch it, dude. Netflix like is giving it a new life. Anyways, oh, okay. cool. <laughs> next story. You know how far you've really sunk when the lowly Sacramento Kings not only come back to beat you on your home floor, but also it's okay to clown you after doing so. But that's where the Chicago Bulls are at right now following their 108-89 to loss to the Sacktown on Monday night. After the game, here's what the Kings said. Sun Times Basketball at Sun Times. You are so good at this, Tommy. (laughs) Kings players walking back to the locker room have obviously been reading Chicago papers. Uh Uh-oh, another two-and-a-half-hour practice for them, one of them yelled. (laughs) What, Tommy? You got to work on that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Should I just do it again? Fuck, no. Try it. Try it. No. Different, no different, more. Different voice. No, dude. Fucking hell. I'm about to have a fucking mutiny on this podcast. Oh, man. What the hell was that, Tommy? What happened, man? I'm, okay. Let's just move past this. Story. Okay. Let's that go to the next one. Ruined. That's, let's do the wild card. Just try story. something different. Try, try the wild card. Just try story. anything yeah, different. Oh, my next God. One. Just try any different voice. Any Jesus. <laughs> different voice. My sinuses Should started I do a hurting British after guy? that. No. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Cadence, just try a different flow. So, yeah, don't do that weird cadence, okay. dude. <laughs> uh, wild card. <laughs> oh, no. You're Why? not supposed to pronounce that part. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just practicing the cadence, to, you know, like just a little test for you guys. Okay. With conference leaders firmly in place, it's getting down to wild card time. In the NFC, the Seahawks and Vikings occupy the final two spots with the Panthers, Eagles, Redskins, and Packers looking in. And in the AFC, the Chargers look like a lock with the Ravens holding a tiebreaker over the Colts and the Dolphins. All Whoa. three teams are at 7-6. and six. Who do you think will make the playoffs? The Pacers. Better. Wow. <laughs> the Pacers. What a market improvement. Over that was much better. Tommy, wow. Gagging on so much. Imagine if you applied that sort of focus with everything in your life. That you did in your life, dude. Have you ever seen Euro Dreams of Sushi? Yeah. You know, you had to have that kind of mentality to professionalism. Yeah, dude. (laughs) To professionalism in general. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. You getting laid? What's happening? I'm not getting laid. You're not getting laid? laid? That's why I'm so uptight in the news, you know? How's the comedy going? Comedy's good. It's just fucking hard, dude. Yeah. It sucks. The business is hard. Like the comedy is uh, also hard. Don't call it the business <laughs> or the industry. I've noticed people who say the industry are either waitresses or porn stars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know, in this industry. You yeah. Know, I hate that. Uh, yeah, but we are here in LA where it the industry, industry lives. Yeah. 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 What do you think about the wild card? Here's what I think. I have a, I have a prediction. I realized something watching NFL games this weekend. Uh, what? That's Eli Manning is going to be on the Denver Broncos next year. 
Eli Manning. Yeah. Is he still to that, take up right? Peyton's mantle and to bring the Broncos to one more shot of glory led by a Manning. Do you love it? This is why Hollywood should hire me, dude. You know, I'd fix everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, this is good. This is so good. Yeah, you would. <laughs> this is why they should hire you to be a dictator. I know, right? Yeah. I would fix so many things. I would fix so many things. Um, I don't know, Tommy. Here's what I would tell you on our last point. I would say this. I would say that I think the Seahawks are lock. You know, this is why I think the Seahawks are going to make it in the NFC, and I think the Colts are going to make it in the AFC. Colts are looking good. For the exact same reason. And you know why that reason is? What's that? The Ute. The Ute? The Utes. The Utes? The Utes. <laughs> you know, the Utes. No, I don't. The youths. No, I don't. The youth, Aaron Weaver. Oh, the youth. The youth. The Seattle and Indianapolis took the same approach to roster building, which is they played all their young guys very early, and they suffered immensely because of it. Seattle was like 3-5, and five, and Indy was 1-5. and five. Mm-hmm. You know, but here's the thing about the youths. They have talent, you know, and they started to play their best football, and now both of those teams not only look really, really good, they look really like uh, teams to watch going forward in the future. Yeah. And both of those quarterbacks are from the same class as well. You oh, know? yeah? Yeah, I think, you know, um, you know, C- uh, Seattle's looking very dangerous to play. And Indianapolis as well. You have Andrew Luck. Well, they've won like six in a row or something like that. Right? Well, yeah, they lost to Jacksonville, but that their GM there is really good. Chris Ballard's amazing. You yeah. know, he fixed that offense. They were saying at one point he might have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year and Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard. Hmm. And, you know, the way Seattle has uh, has replaced the Legion of Boom with their young guys. They got a lot of shit for it, but it's starting to pay dividends. This is why you play young guys in the NFL and you don't pay out bloated contracts for old ass motherfuckers it doesn't work sure you know like the nba free agency don't work the same fucking way tommy do we have a question world life question of the week are we ending it right there uh how do you stay motivated in life to chase after what you really want when sometimes everything seems so hopeless by not being a fucking bitch and thinking (laughs) about it like that how do you get how do you chase what you want in your life and not being hopeless. For one, you have to realize what do you want and what is it in context <laughs> of. You could be a poor motherfucker who just wants a loaf of bread. You, But you could be somebody who wants fame in something like comedy. And it's like, what is that essential to who you are? And what is that in relation to what your ego is? You know what I mean? And I don't mean ego just in the sense of of, oh, I want to be a star. I mean, ego in the sense of the relationship to your self-identity. You know what I mean? To your id and to your super ego. You know what I'm saying? So hmm. so I would just say, if you want to do something, Tommy, if you want to do something ambitious, like you want to do something like comedy, or you want to be a great writer, or you want to do something in the creative arts, and not to get frustrated, it almost it always must be the art. And it never must be the ego, the ego production. You can't be focused on, oh, I'll be successful, and my ego will have all of these things. And my ego can lash, lash on mm. all these things. Yeah. Whether it's— You let go of the results, Tommy. Whether it's, whether it's the money or whether it's the attention and all the things that come with the attention. All that matters is that art itself, you know? And you know why? Because I once saw a man who dreamed of sushi, and his name was Yiro. <laughs> okay? Approach your art the same way Yiro approaches sushi, and there's no ego in it. It's just the best execution of that art, and that is it. Love the process. Amen. Amen? Okay. Amen. Let's end it like that. Make sure you get Aaron Weaver's new comedy album. What's the name, Aaron? Cosmic Joke on Ooh. iTunes. Where this Friday, Friday, December 14th. iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Okay, guys. Thanks for coming. Find us on Instagram. And everywhere, and you know, you just, you know, have a good day, everybody. I love you so much. Talk to you next week. See ya.